Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You are listening to the E2C Network, where the Auburn family speaks. Where you, Auburn fans? Welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion, part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson, and I'm also here with Jared Davis. It's off week. It's bye week. We get a little break, and uh, we got some fun topics. You know, we got the winners for this, you know, bye week. You know who from Auburn's team, and, and you know special you know groups. How do how do they win? Because they get an extra week of rest. But we also have a fun topic, and uh, we got some like subcategories under it. But it's around favorite restaurants in the Auburn Opelika area. So, Jared, we're gonna have a little bit of discussion, debate, whatever you want to call it, about what the what's your kind of favorite restaurant. We got different categories for it. So. You ready to get into this, Jared, and uh, talk about some Auburn Tiger football or, you know, Auburn Tiger eating in this case? Yeah, I should have. Speaking of eating, I should have done that before we started because I'm I'm getting hungry just thinking about this. So, <laughs> But, yeah, let, let's dive in. Yeah. Um, let's first start off with, uh, you know, the winners for this, this week. Um, we get a week off before we go uh, and play Ole Miss. Uh, what, what in your mind is – it's kind of like the biggest winner for us um, now that we've you know, faced seven opponents in back-to-back weeks. And now we finally get a little bit of a breather um, to before we go over to and play Ole Miss. I think there's several things. I think the biggest though, if you're asking about that is, is Owen Papo. Um, I think that there was a pretty, it became a pretty common repeated theme that Owen might could have played against Arkansas, but, they didn't want a chance re-injuring it, especially with the bye week coming up. So give him two more weeks of rest. Yeah. Get him a hundred percent for the remainder of the season. So I think that's the biggest story. Getting getting that victory without him and getting through that getting to that bye week. So that, I would say that's probably the biggest. But there are other ones. Uh, and we've discussed them. What are you what are you thinking about those? Yeah, I mean Owen comes to mind top of that list. Um I just think his uh, his leadership on the team, he he's you know while he's you know recovering has still been good, but it's nothing like him having or you know being on the field and both him and Zacoby McLean working together as just probably one of the most dynamic uh, linebacker groups in in you know college football right now, and I I just can't wait to have him back. I mean he's going to be a, a fun one to watch again. Um, and I'm just glad to, you know, it sounds like it's positive moving towards, you know, being back for Ole Miss. So we get to see him uh, finish up this season and do well. Um, but also, I mean, I, I just started to think like we've, I feel like had some issues in the run game and, and some of that, I don't, I don't think it necessarily falls on tank or Jarquez or Shivers. I think it's mostly, the offensive line not doing a good job of run blocking. 
Um, and I know, yeah, they're loading the box. Defenses are loading the box against us. But you got to find a way to move the ball when you really need to. Um, and for us to do that, it's going to take some time. And, and I hope our offensive line takes some time this off week to to figure that out. Because I think, I mean, if we establish the run game combined with what we've we've kind of seen for the last few weeks with Bo Nix after you got benched, man, that's a tough offense for anybody to game plan around because they can attack you in there and they can run the ball on you. Um, so I, I think that's a key, uh, especially going into the last five games of this you know tough schedule. Uh, I'll also kind of throw out this one. I think Bo's connections with wide receivers have become better, but I would love to see it become cemented. And the the wide receivers know where Bo's passing to and and them just be on the same page. This is a good week, or I guess two weeks, essentially, to kind of figure things out. Uh, so I want to see that connection there. And then I think it's just always, you know, we get some extra prep for Ole Miss and heading – um, over to Mississippi and uh, fade, facing off against the Rebel Black Bear Land Shark Thingamabobs, whatever you want to call them. We're, play, <laughs> we're, we're facing them right around. Is it on? Uh, it might be not, Halloween, or I don't know when Halloween. It's the day before Halloween. Okay. But of course, it just makes sense. They have like 17 mascots, and you know, they're worse than Auburn, according yeah, to everybody. Yeah, we have, yeah, we have. Three, and that's Two? the big Three? story. Yeah, well, they, well, they claim the Plainsman. I've, I've never heard a true Auburn fan talk consider that no. a mascot. But, a Plainsman? Are you kidding me? No. Yeah, yeah they try to say it's – they try, but I also talk about there's uh, – you know, Georgia has taken the, the simplest uh, word in the dictionary, dog, and misspelled it. So that's always my comeback <laughs> to them. <laughs> that's a good so, one. I like that one. But, um, yeah, so – yeah, we got an Ole Miss at home. You know, that's a biggie. I don't know what – the game has not been announced yet. I expect – I don't know who plays that week, but that might be CBS. I would love to get a night game. I think that would help the – I mean, Ole Miss is not going to be easy, guys. I mean, it's it's uh, not your typical Ole Miss, but, um, you know, they, they are beatable. Um, I think all in all, uh, we you could argue we are the overall better team, but they have the better offense. So, yeah, we got to be and, ready. Yeah, we have to be ready. Um, because Ole Miss can move the ball. And I, I think our defense is up for the challenge, though. I mean, I haven't been necessarily at all this year been like, oh, crap, our defense is, com- you know, we're going to be terrible the whole year. I think we've, you know, fixed some things and shown our defense can go up against most offenses and do pretty well. So um, we, we got to do that again, especially against a good offense like Ole Miss. All right, Jared, we're going to start our main conversation, and then we're also going to round out at the end um, kind of an Auburn fan perspective of the SEC. But I did want to get into our favorite restaurants in the Auburn Oblock area. Um, and, and kind of my idea for this was, yeah, it's off week. Let's have something fun to talk about. Um, a couple years ago during one of our bye weeks, Ben King and I, uh, we did a chicken finger debate, and I just thought it was amazing because you know we we all i feel like we all have our favorites as far as different food places and there's some really good ones in the auburn oak area so jared let's have this discussion slash debate around uh different food establishments in the auburn oak area <laughs> let's do it i i am always available to talk about food so <laughs> Me i'm too. excited especially when i'm getting hungry 
So yeah, I'm absolutely. getting hungry. Um, let's let's start off with kind of just overall, Jared. What was you know uh, you can name your favorite or like name a handful of favorites. What was you know some of those favorite restaurants overall that you you've experienced down in Auburn slash Opelika? Yeah, and I, and I know you and I were at Auburn at different times. I mean, I was oh one to oh five, I believe. Um, so some of the restaurants may not have been there, although I think the ones I'll mention were still there. But um, yeah, I mean, all in all, I think it was not really any fancy sit downs. It was you know your Guthrie's loved Guthrie's. Um, that was I did not even know about Zaxby's until like my senior year. So Guthrie's was the go to cheeseburger, cheeseburger. Mm, Always yeah. had a good experience there. Got a good good cheeseburger and just the fifties the diner feel. Um and then Mama Goldberg's, you know, the especially the one over there near campus. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I know it's just a sub place, but it's right there on campus. It's an old house and any old, if you ever see a restaurant that, that looks old and run down, go inside. It's got good food. <laughs> yes, I mean, does. that's like the sign of good food. So, um, yeah, I think those were the two, you know, three of my, my prime spots, I guess, that I kind of kept going back to. We would do Niffers, I think Thursday nights, they always had great deals mm-hmm. you know when you're in college you're you're scrounging up pennies just to you know hit the 99 cent menu at wendy so <laughs> niffers we were there i don't remember what the thursday night thing was but it was something to do with like buy one hamburger get another one half off or something yeah the, they still had that i think when i was in college from 2010 to 2015 they had I, I don't i can't remember if it was thursday but it was a night of the week and our friends always would want to go and it was so good um going i, I think I think they had a different deal. It was, hamburger happened to be the one that me and my buddies liked. I think they did a deal every every night. I think one was wings and stuff like that. So, mm. yeah, you probably were able to find one every night. Yeah. Um, uh, But of those, like, did you have, like, a favorite? Like, you even sometimes not – when you're outside of Auburn now, you think back and you're like, yeah, that's that that was probably my favorite spot. Any Any of those kind of stand out? I, I mean, it's like it's so tough because I would still say Guthrie's is the fa- my favorite chicken finger uh, place. I I would like to pick and choose. So the thing I really love about Mama Goldberg's and it's so simple is the Doritos that they put the pepper jack cheese and steam it. Mm-hmm. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go through Guthrie's drive-through and get their chicken fingers. I'm gonna go to Mama Goldberg's and get the Doritos with the pepper jack, <laughs> and then I'm gonna go have a picnic. Like that's my favorite. That's what I'm gonna go do. Okay, so I'm gonna piece it. To, can I piece two places together? Sure. Is that okay? Sure. We're gonna we're gonna say that's okay. Okay. I'm making right. the rules up as we go. Guys. Okay. So I'm piecing two <laughs> together there, uh, and I know that's not fancy. I know that's chicken fingers, but I would say that's probably that 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 was my go-to. Yeah, I think so. How about too. you? I mean, I, I, I have some similar ones, definitely Niffers, Mama G's, those were on up there. I think after games, I love going to Cheeburger, Cheeburger, getting a good milkshake. Those were always some fun times, like even after I painted up uh, like for a couple of games in the 2010 season. Wait, I wait, went, wait. I didn't know this about you. Were you one of the like, – Oh, yeah. You would paint – Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I did it uh, – I didn't do it every game, but I probably did it like five or six games throughout That's like awesome. my time in college yeah i just learned something about you i didn't yeah. know yeah all right yeah. carry on sorry get back to food um but i also i mean it's gonna sound like a little weird but when i was in college you know gus melzon made i feel like waffle house that much more popular when he would go there after a big victory so i feel like that, that was a fun one you know the one that he went to i i ate out a good bit because i was hanging out at the auburn bcm downtown and that was you know right down there 
and it, and it was easy. You went down there and got yourself a waffle and some coffee or, uh, you know, some milk, whatever you, you just enjoyed some good waffle house. And I feel like that's part of the college experience. And I mean, I know waffle house isn't specific to Auburn, but yeah, you know, when you're in college, it feels like it is. Can I make a, a waffle house steak and shake any 24 seven? Yeah. That's a, that's a staple in a, in a college town. Can I make a confession and you and I remain friends? Sure. Okay. I don't like Waffle House. What? No. Yeah. Unfriend. Unfriend you. <laughs> Boom. I, I was you literally just unfriended me on Facebook. I'm kidding. I uh <laughs> yeah, I, I know that's I've been kind of like I only tell that in, in specific groups with people I feel comfortable with. Well now it's on the internet. I know. Yeah, I <laughs> I think Waffle House is overrated. I said it. There we go. So wow. I apologize. I get the gust thing. So yeah, I understand wanting to go there because of that. I think Waffle House is hugely overrated, but I still respect you, AJ. Okay, appreciate it. Um, one other of my favorites, and, and this was definitely an Auburn-only kind of place, was Good Old Boys. And, Jerry, did you ever get to experience Good Old Boys? I did not, but it sounds good. Is that yeah. Was that like country cooking, or what was that? Yeah, country cooking. Uh, my favorite thing to get there, and I think one of their specialties was steak and cheap steak you know relatively you know college budget when i was in college i mean i've gone back since and it's been really good steaks um so it's it's one of those things where i would probably still go back if i was craving a good steak i would probably go back to good old boys is it still there i think so yeah okay yeah. i'll have to try it out next time i'm there yeah it's again if you name good old boys you know that's good food yeah i think they did change the management over so it's not the exact same as what it used to be, but even when I've gone back, it, the steaks have been really good. So no complaints huh. there. I'll have to try it out. Um, a couple like honorable mentions in there. I, I really enjoy the Hound for brunch slash breakfast kind of food. Theirs is always on point, really phenomenal, um, just really good food. And I know we're missing a lot of your, probably your favorites, but we're just hitting on some of our favorites and particularly, I mean, Jared and I, like when we were in college, like the times, you know, what did we like when we were at Auburn um, as students? Uh, I just thought of this, actually. So uh, we called Foy one time. Do you remember Foy? Was it? Oh, around? yeah, the Foy number. Yeah, it's still, yeah. It's still a thing. Yeah, Foy was Google before Google. So I had friends in Athens that called them. We called Foy asking them where the Krispy Kreme was. And you got to remember, people, we didn't have GPS on our phone when I was in college. Uh, we went down to Montgomery, asked him where the Krispy Kreme was, and the lady tried to convince me how bad that was for my health. Um, <laughs> I remember that conversation. That was always a funny convo. I'm like, listen, hey. I'm getting donuts. Please help me. <laughs> Please help me find <laughs> Krispy Kreme. Hey, and now Auburn has its own Krispy Kreme. I, I never understood why a donut 24-7 place, like, yeah, that you got to have that in a college town. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. They had, like, you know, mom and pop was, like, daylight donuts. I don't, I don't know if that's still there, honestly. Maybe it is. If you if you fry batter and put sugar on it and you are open like late into the night, you need to be in a college town. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Definitely. That's, that's bottom line. That's, yeah. that's like marketing 101. <laughs> um, I, this one's not – and I, I really do like it because I honestly never enjoyed this food group until I had it here. Uh, but this is not one that people are going to think of. But just so people know – uh, chicken salad chick which is now franchised and in, in atlanta all over the place uh it was started in someone's home in auburn yeah yeah 
That's a pretty cool story. I mean, I've actually got to meet the founder of Chicken Salad Chick once. Um, it's it's a pretty cool story. I mean, and and I could definitely consider that an Auburn thing. And, and I mean, I'm not the hugest fan of Chicken Salad Chick just because I don't like chicken salad. I mean, I'll eat it. It's not my favorite food group. My wife loves it, but and I'll eat it for her. But I don't necessarily think, oh, I'm gonna go to Auburn and get chicken salad chick. But I know the people that love chicken salad, they swear by chicken salad chick and will get it by the pounds. <laughs> I would not get it at Auburn just because we have it other places. But I, I'm telling you, I, chicken salad has never been on my radar. And then I had it at chicken salad chick, and I was like, oh. Um, and then I heard the story, um, you know, starting from Auburn and how it started. And I said, oh, that's a cool story from Auburn. Anything from Auburn, you kind of get excited. So, yeah, I just yeah. thought we needed to at least throw that out there because a lot of people may not may not know uh, that that's where it started. Yeah. All right. Before we move kind of this overall, you know, best restaurants that, you, that was at that were out, or still at Auburn. I I think I'm going to have to place it either on cheeseburger, cheeseburger or good old boys. Like, I feel like both of those were just solid almost every time I went in. I think I'm going to lean good old boys just because I love steak. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and man, it was a ch- good cheap steak. Like I could get a good steak for like, I, I think in college it was like eight or $9, which, you know, wow. that's absurd for a good yeah. steak. Yeah. Um, maybe I'm exaggerating, but it was right around $10. It, it was a good deal. All right, Jared, next topic for different kinds of food restaurants, you know, places that you consumed uh food let's talk about chicken fingers in particular you've already mentioned guthrie's i think that's your favorite is that accurate favorite chicken place in auburn yes now did you go to like the original location it probably was. um i don't know the one that i so i lived on i live near exit 51 so we went to the one there was like a pop-up in the winn dixie parking lot and for Young people, Win Dixie was a rest, was a uh, grocery store. Mm-hmm. So I don't know where the original one. I mean, I went to many. Well, there was one kind of up towards campus. Is that the original? Man, off the top of my head, it has been a while. I bet other people are probably yelling at me through their yeah, headsets I, right now. But yeah, there was one. There was one that was just north of. Um, yeah, it was north of the railroad tracks. After you've gone through through downtown Auburn. Um, you'd have to like take a right and then a left. It was up there kind of towards like brick oven where uh, brick oven was. It was back off behind that. If but the way the bird flies. Yeah. But uh, I don't know which one was the original. Yeah. And, and I mean, anytime I've had Guthrie's, it's been really good. Are there any other chicken places that you, you really, really like down at Auburn? I feel like they're on every corner. If I'm being honest, they seem to be everywhere just because, you know, good fried chicken fingers are just so good and when i say fingers like fingers chicken fingers (laughs) i i I think uh i think breezeway was kind of on par with guthrie's um so they were pretty good uh jim bob's kind of came to the scene later in my like i think as i was leaving but i felt like they were also on par with guthrie's so um you know at the end of the day all those were it's fried chicken the funny thing was they all had the special sauce and it all tasted the same. I'm like, it ain't that special. <laughs> you all are you all are doing the same recipe. So um, even Zaxby's. But uh, yeah, that's uh, I say those three were probably my top ones. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely agree. I went to Breezeway uh, a lot on Sundays for lunches, and that was such a good lunch after church. Um, we also 
eighth, and this was this wasn't in my time at Auburn, but I am so glad it came. Probably, I'm gonna say it's my favorite is Fusakli's. They have like I grew up in Mobile, Alabama. They just make really good chicken, and they do it pretty darn cheap. Like, I mean, I, I've heard you know Fusakli's kind of described as like the cheaper, like as far as money, but same value as Zaxby's. And I, you know, agree with that. I mean, it's a really good place. And I think one of the things Fusakli's has that Zaxby's doesn't is Fusakli has some like just incredible sauces, just good variety of sauces that you can put with your fried chicken. And it just tastes so good. It's amazing. Um, I also kind of throw out a couple like honorable mentions that I, I definitely, when I think back to Auburn and getting some good uh, chicken fingers is uh, Tender Chick. You remember that one, Jared? I do. Yeah, I do remember Tender Chick. And then uh, Louis Chicken. So I, never, both of I did not know Louis, but I know Tender Chick. Yeah, and and I'd even, I mean, I love Jim Bob's too. I feel like Jim Bob's is probably like it's probably number two or number three for me. Um, and Fusakli's is definitely number one. The thing I liked about Guthrie's is you literally rolled up, and I mean they've changed it now, I'm sure, but like there was it it, it was not hard to order there, like. Do you want a box of four, 10, or, you know, 15 chicken fingers? And do you want toast with it? Yeah. <laughs> it's like the easiest thing in the world to order. And when you got several people that are trying to end the same car, it's like, hey, I mean, the worst thing to do is to pull up and you got a lot of options and everybody's in your ear what they want. Oh, Not yes. at Guthrie's. Like, no. it's pretty simple. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't know. Like, it's that's what they do and they do it really well. It's one of those kinds of restaurants. Um, so, I know there's some big people that are big believers in like it was the original Guthrie's like you have to go to that one. I still enjoy the other Guthrie's, but I mean, some people live and die on it has to be the original location that was in Auburn um, for Guthrie's. And that was the best one ever. So I know there's people out there like that. Hey, Auburn fans, I want to take a quick time out from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs, especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C network booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com slash E2C network to join the E2C network booster club. You can also get there by going to our website, E2Cnetwork.com slash support. Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. Um, let's talk about the last topic here. And this is uh, one that I think, Jared, you and I were just kind of thinking on. Um, and it just kind of just came up organically. 
was restaurants in Auburn that are actually no longer there. You know, they ended up closing down. And uh, Jared, any kind of of those kinds of restaurants that you think back on, you're like, yeah, those restaurants were awesome. But yet now you look at them in 2021 and now they're closed. Any, any kind of stick out to you? Yeah, I mean, I don't, so I know one is closed and I've heard the other is closed or moved. So I like Brick Oven Pizza. I don't think that one in Auburn's there anymore. Um, and I know Mike and Ed's Barbecue is closed and that was my, that was hands down my favorite barbecue place. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think Mike and Ed's, as far as the number of times I went to get barbecue in Auburn, easily Mike and Ed's. Like I went there at least once a week in college. Um, and I mean, goodness, like I miss their sweet tea that was out of their trash yep. can. Yep. Like, oh really yeah. Do. I'm a germaphobe and I was always, I mean, I was like, oh my goodness, you gotta be real good sweet tea for me to drink out of a trash can. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. It's not the same. Um, I mean, I, yeah, I've really missed that place. Like their barbecue was so good. Give me some hickory, chop it up. Give me a good barbecue sandwich, pork sandwich man that was just that that was incredible every time yeah, i went there i agree yeah it, it was a it was a good place i hate it i hate it closed yeah um another one and it's kind of stay with the barbecue you know price's barbecue house uh on college street that one uh, my dad raved about when he was in college and i i thankfully got to experience it for most of uh the time actually all yeah every year i was in college i think they ended up closing in like 2016 or 2017 was that the one with the pig out front mhm yep yeah. right when okay. you came into campus from you know, if yeah. you're taking yeah. 85 it was good i agree it was good yeah and i think what what i think their barbecue was good um and and at times usually pretty i don't, I don't know if it was great all the time but I think where they stood out was their breakfast. Like I could go there. I mean, I, and I did it in college. Like I, I would eat there sometimes like a couple of times a week for breakfast alone uh, because their breakfasts were just so delicious. Um, so I, I definitely miss their breakfasts. I, I don't know if it's, it's probably just as equally as I do miss their barbecue. Like they're, they're, it, they did a good job with all that. Um, I'll kind of throw out a couple other things that uh, I definitely missed. And uh, I don't know if you got to experience these, um, but did you ever get to go to Chill Froyo? I don't know if that was, uh, it was a brand called Chill and they made some good, delicious frozen yogurt. Do you ever get to experience that? Frozen yogurt was not real popular yet when I was there. So yeah. those places were not popping up. Um, so no, that uh, it, it may have been there. Well, I was unaware of it. Okay. It's uh, near that McDonald's kind of downtown. It's right around there. Now, it ended up closing. Um, I forget when it was. It, it had to be in the last, like, three, four years. Um, yeah, I feel like frozen yogurt places have a lifespan of about three years. <laughs> That's usually pretty accurate. What's well, so tough, but they got to make all their money, essentially, in, you know, in the summer and even yeah. in a college town. Like, kids are gone for the summer. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, that one we really enjoyed. It was near the Auburn BCM downtown. Uh, I think it was a fan favorite of just going and getting a quick, uh, you know, some good fro-yo. And it's always nice. Like, I feel like they did, you know, you do it by weight. So, like, anybody, if you had a small budget, you could just get a little bit of ice cream and still enjoy it. Or if you just wanted to be a fatty and fill up your whole bowl (laughs) with, like, $15 (laughs) worth of fro-yo, you could. (laughs) 
what put your mouth up under the machine and just pull the <laughs> pull the thing <laughs> yeah yeah that's what froyo is there not for, that right? anybody would ever do that aj i don't know why that came to mind <laughs> yeah i'm i'm might be over here like maybe thinking about doing it no just kidding. yeah 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 <laughs> um Another couple of good ones, and, and I got to experience this one, was uh, Cancun Mexican. Uh, it was a good restaurant, just good Mexican. It, it was on uh, Opelika Road, um, really good place, and uh, ended up closing, I think, in the last few years, like at least two, three years, something like that. Um, but really enjoyed their food, and man, just give me a good Mexican meal, and I'm a happy man. Um, I'll throw another couple out there that I was thinking of. Cock of the Walk down in Opelika. Did you ever experience that one? Um, I did not. Yeah. I got to eat there at least two or three times. I enjoyed it. Um, I enjoy Cock the Walk. Um, They had them when I was growing up around where we lived. Uh, And then I got to have it at Auburn. So enjoyed that. Um, So kind of sad that one's leaving. Um, I'll throw out another one. And I feel like this is a fan favorite of uh, my dad. And I know a lot of other people is the Santa Freeze. that everybody just raves about it. I still wish somebody has that recipe of their ice cream and somehow brings it back. I mean, <laughs> I feel like it would be a fan favorite around Auburn and, and it, I feel like it would be successful. I mean, just the folklore around it. <laughs> I'm game for that. Yeah. So Jared, are you kind of like landing on like Mike and Ed's? Was that your, probably your favorite you know, restaurant that's no longer in Auburn? Or is there another I, one? No, I think it's Mike and Ed's. I think that, yeah, that was that was good food. I, I really enjoyed that place. Yeah. I think I'm going to go with Price's Barbecue House just because it had a good variety of barbecue, but it also had really, like, it was really good breakfast. So I think the variety there definitely helped it out. All right, Jared, let's kind of finish things off uh, with talking about an Auburn fan perspective of the SEC. This is our segment where we talk about all of the different games that went on over the last week and uh, just the chaos that always happens. And this week was quite a chaotic week. Um, there was a coach that was told he was no longer going to be part of the team. He's after this year, he's done. But then we also had, you know, fans throwing a bunch of trash on the field. So yeah, pretty fun stuff going on in just one week of college. <laughs> Wouldn't you say? Yeah. <laughs> I, I joked the last 54 seconds of the Tennessee Ole Miss game took like 30 minutes, which oh, is yeah. just about the equivalent of the last 54 seconds of a basketball game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of you felt know, like that. You know, when they call foul, they foul and timeout, foul time. You know, 54 seconds of a basketball game takes like 15 minutes. So mm-hmm. I felt like we had already kicked off the uh, basketball season. <laughs> it's about time. Yeah. Uh, because, know, hey, right? we're a basketball school. We need. Well, I was on the verge, man. That Arkansas game. That I was like, all right, if this goes south, I'm, 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 I'm just moving on to basketball. And <laughs> they, they pulled me back in. So yeah, um, but yeah, let's talk about that. Uh, I mean, I feel like the Tennessee versus Ole Miss game. I mean, it's every everybody's talking about it. Tennessee lost to Ole Miss. Tennessee at home had the momentum. They had potentially the win, and and they had a chance to come back and. I, I get it. There were some bad calls from refs. It happens. It happens to everybody. And I think the SEC refs are getting worse, if that's even possible. Mm, mm. <laughs> Is that a possible, Jared? 
I, they sometimes they would be better not showing up. They would do a better job if they didn't show up. Yeah. That I understand like they, they're mad about that, but there's different ways. There's ways that you can, um, you know, tell the refs that you're mad about something and don't throw trash on the field. Like, just don't like, and, and you know, the weird thing is like, I know, you know, there's a hundred thousand fans in Neyland Stadium, but, and there's probably, you know, only a handful of those that actually, you know, picked up their water, or picked up their beer and threw it on the field. But I mean, what, Jared, like what, why would they do that? I mean, like it, it stops the game. I feel like it gets you like Tennessee players out of the mindset of, you know, I don't know, playing a game because <laughs> they're trying to survive because people are throwing things on the field and actually hitting their own players and cheerleaders and band everybody like is that doing any good no it's not if you ever wondered like should should sec schools like just open up the floodgate with alcohol being allowed i think that's a pretty good case study for not because um i mean i don't think there's alcohol allowed in neyland stadium and you saw how crazy it got and you know it it's just how sec football is man people are so passionate if they feel like they were wronged you know, I, I got a bigger issue with uh, like what they were throwing. There was a there was a thing of mustard on the field, <laughs> yeah. golf balls. I'm like, what are people bringing to football games? Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was crazy. I mean, you know, that's that's what happens. You mix passion with they thought they were uh, screwed over by the refs, and um, it's not right. But that's how that's how that, you know that's how that happened. Yeah, it's just crazy to me. And I, I mean. <sighs> Like, I have a feeling, and the SEC has already kind of come out and said, hey, we're going to have some repercussions. Like, they got to figure things out. And, and, like, you know, fans rushing the field, you know, that's that's kind of in that, you know, it's unsafe technically for people to do, especially bystanders, you know, people watching the game to get on a field. I know it's it, like, and that's why they have the fine. They have the $250,000 fine. But if you're throwing things, like, legitimately, you know, things like a golf ball that hit Lane Kiffin. And if it had hit him in the wrong spot, it could have caused some more damage than you know they, they'd want. But you got to start thinking like the SEC is about to drop some fines and, you know, put it something down. You know, if this happens again at any other SEC school, you know, this is what you can expect. You can expect big fines, you know, maybe, you know, terrible. I don't know. It's like some sort of, I don't know, maybe they lose scholarships or something. I don't know. Like, it's got to be something that hurts. But at the same time, not be overbearing. So it's got to find this, like, weird balance um, with this. So yeah. it's just weird. Interesting to see how it plays out, for sure. Yeah. All right. Another kind of interesting one that uh, that we ended up seeing was LSU uh, beating Florida in Baton Rouge. I felt pretty good about that. Um, and it made me feel better just because, you know, we had a couple weeks ago down to, in Baton Rouge beaten this LSU team. Um, and, and yet number, what are they, 20 now? Yeah, Florida, they're, yeah, they're unranked now. So, but if Florida couldn't do it, but Auburn did. Like, that makes me feel pretty good um, that we were able to go down, play a good game, and beat LSU. Um, but I think the bigger storylines for this game – kind of around the coaches. I think the first one is around Ed Orgeron. Um, apparently there was a kind of a 
deal kind of made with Ed Orgeron and LSU that this is going to be Ed Orgeron's last year at LSU. And hey, Jared, we've kind of alluded to it before in other podcasts. We got another LSU coach fired. Does that feel good? I feel like it feels (laughs) kind of good. We did against Les Miles too. Like, it's nice. Yeah, it feels good. And then you start thinking, oh, no, they're like the names they could bring in to coach. And I'm like, oh, that'll just make the West a lot harder. So, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, you know, let's keep let's keep Ed Orgeron over there. But, um, yeah, yeah, I'm kind of rooting for LSU to win the rest of their games. And then, like, their <laughs> fan base, be like, no, Ed, oh, you can't leave yeah, us. Go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, uh, yeah, I mean, there's, uh, I mean, there's crazy things breaking. I mean, I just saw a report where apparently Orgeron would allow friends of his, including quote-unquote apparently girlfriends, come to practice and kids would be able to get in drills like their what kids the and heck? stuff. No, I don't know if that's true, but I mean, th- like things are starting to unfold of why why this is not a surprise and why it's happening. If that, um, I mean, even if that's like somewhat true, like that is a big, that's, I mean, like, Wow. Yeah, they had I, some issues again. Keep in mind speculation, and I don't know, but uh, there, there was an article written, um, that a buddy shared, and essentially, yeah, he was allowing uh, what, what they said were girlfriends and, and their kids to get you know, not the girlfriends, but the kids of the girlfriends to get on the field, um, you know, and, and kind of play around when they were doing drills. What the heck? Um, so <laughs> I don't know, um, but yeah, if that's the case, maybe because you're like, okay, well, why did Ed O agree to this? Why? Because he's probably having to take less money. But if there's things like that out there, he might want to keep that hush hush if mm. he wants another head coaching job. So he might have been like, oh, yeah, part ways, pay me less money, and and we'll keep this under wraps. Yeah, that could be the case. Um, but I also wanted to talk about the other head coach in the you know LSU versus Florida matchup, Dan Mullen. You know, he, he got Mississippi State at one point to be number one, ended up playing in a near six bowl. And that's hard to do at Mississippi State. And Dan Mullen was able to do it. So I think he's a good coach. But I wanted to pose this question. Do you think he is the right fit long term to be the coach at Florida? Uh, before the season, I, I would have said, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't like Dan Mullen. I, I, he's made some comments about Auburn players when we played them in the past, and I thought he was totally incorrect, and it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Um, but from a coaching perspective, I thought he was one of the better offensive minds in football. It may still be. Um, he may just not be able to do the whole thing. He may not be able to run the whole program. He may not be able to deal with the stress of Florida. It's a little different at Mississippi State than Florida. Mm-hmm. And – um, you know, you're up, you're, you know, uh, you're up against Georgia, although I say that, that that's really their biggest competition right now. So he should be doing better right there. But yeah, I mean, for whatever reason, Florida fans are fed up with him before the LSU game. So wow. now they lose to LSU, who had already agreed to fire their coach. I mean, that didn't just happen. Um, and they lost to him. So they're not going to be happy. Add the fact that their stud freshman quarterback is now saying things when asked about fans who might be afraid he might transfer is saying all I can say right now is I'm a Florida Gator right now and that's about all I have to say on that like when you Uh, say it that way you know something else is up yeah like why would they even be a question of him transferring unless there's other things that have already gone on behind the scenes so I it could unravel I mean I you know um if but healing Healing cure or winning cures all, and if he somehow beats Georgia, 
um, which is not out of the realm of possibility. He can draw mm-hmm. up good offensive game plans. I mean, he's yeah. got talent there. If he can beat Georgia, then all will be forgotten as long as he doesn't go lose, you know, crazy games. But, um, yeah, it's it's not good for them right now. Yeah, I mean, really, the rest of his season, he's just pretty much got Georgia. Like, he, the, Florida, in all reality, should beat South Carolina every year. And yet, right now, both of them have the same record, four and three. And then they got Sanford, Missouri, and Florida State. I think they should beat all of them. Florida State's down this year. And, like, they, yeah, they should beat it. They should at least win three more games, if not four. I really think four is probably actually pretty reasonable. And if they do that, then I think, you know, he kind of saves face and, you know, he moves on. They have a, like, seven and five season, something like that. Yeah, they'll be fine. Eight and four, something like that. Not the worst year ever. Um, but I did want to kind of bring up the stat because, I mean, it kind of puts in perspective where like the, you, you, you're saying Florida fans are kind of mad at him and just frustrated with him. Dan Mullen right now over the last 10 games is four of six. He's only won four of the last 10 games. And then when you take out Florida Atlantic and South Florida, they're really two and six. So it's like, there's some there's some issues going on with beating good opponents down at Florida, which I feel like shouldn't be the case. Florida is a dominant good team, and they shouldn't have those issues. But they're definitely having them, and I think that's all going to fall on Dan Mullen's head. So yeah, yeah, I, I agree. He's got he's his seat is definitely very warm. Yeah, I, and I and I don't think like he'll lose his job this year unless something catastrophic happens and he somehow loses to South Carolina and then just doesn't score any points against Georgia. Maybe then I think, you know, you start talking about he might get fired because it up to the Florida standard of play. That is not it. Nope. I agree. All right. Let's also talk about a couple more games. Um, just very briefly. Um, Bama did dominate Mississippi state. <laughs> I heard uh, Lee Corso before the game say something like, oh, it's going to be a closer game than everybody thinks. And I was like, are you kidding me? No, it's Mississippi State, and it's Bama. Bama is about to just roll over Mississippi State, especially after just losing. They want to come out and play hard and prove that you know they should be in the playoffs. So I, I, I knew that was <laughs> that yeah, game was going uh, to play out that way. <laughs> yeah, that game did not surprise me at all. Um, number 21, Texas A&M beat, uh, Missouri 35-14, um, Texas A&M, they're kind of bouncing back, getting back to it. Um, but yeah, they're still, I still feel like they're not, not up to what they should be. No, I agree with you. Um, another one, Georgia beat Kentucky. I think for a minute there, we all thought maybe Kentucky has a chance and then Georgia does what Georgia does and their defense just clamped down on, uh, Kentucky. Kentucky did end up scoring, um, I think, two touchdowns. I think they missed their PAT or something. Um, but yeah, hey, they they scored you know, 13 points on Georgia. So yeah, that's that's more than even Auburn can say. So, uh, and then uh, last game that I wanted to mention: uh, South Carolina beat Vandy, and uh, two bottom feeders uh, going at each other, <laughs> and. Uh, South Carolina barely won that one, 21 to 20. So lots of fun games that happened this week. Lots of good discussions. SEC, 
football is always entertaining and this week was no different jared any other final thoughts before we get out of here nope uh just gonna enjoy a stress free weekend and watch other people sweat as their teams play and uh enjoy the bye week oh yeah definitely enjoy the bye week this is a a good one to enjoy and hey if you're around the auburn oak like area we talked about some good restaurants if you haven't tried any of the ones we've mentioned I can personally recommend all the ones that, I, that we've talked about. They are phenomenal. And unfortunately, uh, forget about all the ones we said. We're no longer you know, in Auburn. <laughs> like, try to put those out of your mind. Like, Focus I on the ones still, you can actually go to. Yeah. Like, I still crave some Mike and Ed sweet tea every once in a while. <laughs> well, but unfortunately, I can't, can't actually get some. You can't get any. All right, Jared, before we get out of here, how can the people stay in touch with you? You can find me on Facebook under my name, Jared Davis. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at A-J-A-Y-J-A-Y underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.